Warning, the following program features content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Bo Cephas Broadcast. Well, hello, boys and girls, and welcome to episode seven of the Bo Cephas Broadcast. Glad to have you along for another week of shenanigans on the World Wide Web. We have done it. We have broken a thousand downloads. Thank you, children. Thank you. And thank you to the listeners for uh, helping us reach this milestone. This was uh, obviously one of the first of hopefully many, many goals for this show. So I got to say thank you to everybody who made this possible. I don't know, like I say, quite often how Podbean measures uh, what they call quote unquote downloads. I think it counts as streams via Podbean or iTunes. So I don't know. However you're listening, thank you for doing so. And thank you for helping me reach 1,000 downloads. Huge. Huge. All right, let's get down to brass tacks. I think this week we're going to be a little bit short, but uh, that makes it a little easier for you to listen, and it makes it a little easier for me to uh, get through the day, so to speak. Not that this is some sort of big time-consuming project, but uh, every now and then you got to unwind, you got to decompress. So shortly after this is recorded, I am hitting the road for St. Louis. I know it doesn't sound like an extravagant getaway, but uh, for us, it's nice. It's a little home away from home, so I'm looking forward to that. So uh, once this recording wraps up, put on some Willie Nelson and be on the road again. You might notice I sound a little bit and also feel a little bit like dog feces. There's a reason why last night uh, made the return to the stage, if you will. Uh, my band Blacktop South played the Carthage Fireman's Ball last night just outside of Carthage, Illinois. And these late nights and road trips can kind of take a toll on the body. Notably the head, the back, and the, uh, the hips. And I don't say that jokingly, my hips are killing me. I feel like I'm a backup dancer in a Beyonce video today. My head feels like a balloon. There's, you know, there's not to be completely disgusting. It feels like it's full of snot. That's where I'm at today. So I'll take some Sudafed or what have you and uh, get through this weekend and enjoy the next couple of days away from it all. But it felt good to play. It felt really good to play last night. We haven't played since uh, December. So it felt really good to knock that rust off that's accumulated over the winter. And we have these new in-ear monitors now from uh, 64 Audio, which apparently is, going back to Beyonce, what she uses or what her team uses. So this allows us to hear what's going on as we're playing without having, you know, a monitor in front of us playing that. So it gets really noisy. And then at the end of the night, you can't hear anything and your ears are ringing. I'm happy to say it's very nice. I could hear everything for the first time since I've been in this band for about three years. I could hear what I needed to hear. I could control what I needed to hear, wanted to hear. And there's no ringing in my ears today. There was no ringing when I laid my head down last night to uh, sleep soundly. So that's very nice. That's very, very nice. But anyway, moving on. Episode 7, we're going to be talking a lot about animals today. And our guest later on in the show, Emmanuel Vasquez, a Belton, Missouri high school senior who recently held a funeral at the school for a coyote that was accidentally struck and killed by one of his fellow classmates. Now, when I spoke with Emmanuel, I was thinking this, okay, this is another teenager that's, you know, kind of trolling the earth, trolling the United States, trolling the world, whatever you want to call it, to get some, you know, 15 minutes of fame and and some viral success. Well, I was actually very happy. I was very happy to learn that Emmanuel is, he's got some good intentions and and he did this out of the goodness of his heart. And uh, I I think this kid's got a bright future ahead of him. So stick around for that interview. Uh, Good talk with him. And I think this kid is going to do some really cool things in his life. But speaking of animals, we celebrated Cal's first birthday this past week. Of course, Cal, Calvin Coolidge, is our dog that we adopted from the Quincy Humane Society last summer. And he turned one on February 23rd. 
It was great. We had uh, we had Emily's parents over. We had Emily's uh, brother and sister-in-law and their dog, Lefty. My mom came. She left Maggie at home, though, because Maggie's old and poor girl would probably get too riled up and be worn out very quickly. But there was a boxer in her absence, Jack. Jack is a mountain of a dog that belongs to uh, one of Emily's co-workers, Donette. So we're all here. We're all having a good time. We eat pizza, pepperoni pizza, sausage pizza. Not actual sausages. We just got sausage and pepperoni. You know, really uh, played to the uh, dog birthday theme, if you will. That's who we are. That is who we are. And if you're not comfortable with it, get lost. That is who we are. We celebrate our dog's birthday in this house. Can you imagine, though, what it's going to be like when we have kids? How ridiculous it's going to be? We'll probably have a party for the first time they, like, pee in the toilet or poop in the toilet, which I'm all about. I'll celebrate that, too. I still celebrate that to this day. No lie. Small parties with every movement. Anyway, so we we put a lot of planning, or Emily, I should say, put a lot of planning into this birthday party thing. But I did some last minute running around to get some supplies that we needed the day of because we celebrated Friday. And of course, I get off work about five o'clock each day. The party was scheduled to start at five o'clock or five thirty. I think it was five thirty. But anyway, I've got enough time to run home and then realize we need some more things. We need some snacky stuff, right? We've got all the main entrees, the pizzas and the chips and whatnot. But we need, you know, kind of like grazing food before the pizza's ready. So I did something that I don't necessarily like to do, and I went to a grocery store that is not our primary grocery store. And we all do this, or we've all done this at some point in our lives. We've gone to a grocery store that is not our normal one. Surely you have. So like I said, first of all, you feel like you're cheating on the regular grocery store that you normally go to. Like you're, you know, you're constantly looking around like, is somebody watches? Is anyone here that might see me at the other, that knows that I go to the other store that might tell somebody that I'm not at the store? What are we doing over here? Right. So you're automatically paranoid walking around this completely. You might as well be in a foreign country that you've never been in before when you're at a supermarket. That's not your primary supermarket. But either way, it has to be. It's for convenience sake. Right. I could have gone one direction or the other, but I knew that the one that I went to was not going to be as busy. I could get in, get out. But when you think about it, does it matter? I mean, the time you spend trying to find everything in this foreign store you could have waited in line, but you'd have still had your supplies in the same amount of time. So I don't know. Six and one half dozen the other. I don't know. Maybe I'll run a maybe I'll run an experiment one of these weeks. So anyway, you go into this this strange store and you you meander around like you're, you know, fresh out of the, the mental asylum or something, or like you're a, a lost child looking for its parent. Cause you don't know where the hell anything is. I wanted to get some more like dipping chips, you know, for chips and salsa or queso or something like that. These chips were on the exact opposite side of the store where the entrance is, like where the milk should be. Salsa beats the hell out of me. I don't know where it is. Is there anyone wandering around that I can ask? Nope, absolutely not. So here I am wandering around the store like a schmuck trying to find chips and salsa and summer sausage and cheese. I think the only benefit to come out of this trip to this strange supermarket that I got jalapeno cheddar summer sausage, which I didn't know anybody around here carried that. Seems like they would, right? But uh, no, I, at least not that I've seen. So anyway, I round up all the stuff that I want, and then I go up to, to the front to pay. And of course, you know, they, they pester me about signing up for their rewards card or their members card or whatever. Like, Lady, I don't have time. I've got a dog's birthday party to get to. What do you not understand about that? So she rings me up and hangs her head in shame that she wasn't able to, you know, get that commission on that ball and ass members card whatever perks there are to that thing so now the big problem and, and this is like across stores nationwide now the big problem if you're using a debit card which most people are 
fact, it seems to be frowned upon to use cash anymore, so you kind of feel weird when you do that. But now the big question is, do you swipe or stick? Is it a swiper or a sticker? And I'm talking about the card swiping machine that you use at checkout. So then you have to create small talk. Hey, uh, is this a, a swipe or a stick? Oh, it's one of the stickers. You know, they're all different and we don't have the stick capability yet. Great. Thank you. You could have just easily been an asshole and told me to swipe it. And, and that would have been the end of our conversation. That, those are the times that I'm almost glad that a cashier is rude. <laughs> you don't have to create unnecessary small talk talking about the freaking card swiping machine. And if you stick it in there, it's you, you, either way, you have to wait on them to hit a button, it seems like, and they're never paying attention when you put it in there. And then sometimes you have to re-swipe, and if you're like me, you get paranoid. Well, am I going to be charged twice? Like, this was a big purchase. I don't really want to double that. I have to go through all the, you know, bank stuff to get that taken care of. So you go to pay. And then some machines, like this one in particular, give you a prompt screen. It's got your total, and it says, is that okay? Like, uh, for instance, I think I spent like $23 that day. So it says your total is $23.72. Uh, is that okay? Well, I mean, no, not not really. But can you dispute that? Can you dispute that screen or that total with the uh, cashier? Like, your total is $35.26. Is that okay? Uh, you know, uh, no, I, no, it's not okay. Can we can we do something about that? Can you take a couple of dollars off? You got any coupons or I, that just doesn't? I don't want to pay that. Luckily, we're kind of getting into that uh, that culture, that society. It's like pay what you, pay what you can or pay what you think it's worth. Boy, I can't wait till that comes to grocery stores. Also, if you can't hear the sarcasm of that, you are listening to the wrong show. So I don't know. That's where I stand on supermarkets. I, I'm I'm a big fan of consistency when it comes to shopping in a grocery store. It was hard enough for me to have to switch high V's when I moved on the other side of town. I got real used to Harrison High V. Fell in love with Harrison High V. If Harrison High V was a woman, Emily and I probably wouldn't be together. And that's just a fact. <laughs> when I moved across town, we had to go to uh, Broadway High V because we're like two blocks away from it. So it's taken some doing, taken some getting used to, but now I'm I, now I'm accustomed to that one. So going to uh, anything other than that is foreign territory. But anyway, we got the stuff, got home, had Cal's party. It was a big success. Ended up playing Jenga with Emily's parents and her brother and sister-in-law until probably 930 at night. And I'm happy to say I didn't do too miserably for having played Jenga for the first time at the age of 28. Yes, that's right. Thank you, children. So I think all in all, Cal had a pretty good birthday. And speaking of Cal, by the way, we had our first giveaway this past week as well. Cal had his uh, one-year veterinary checkup appointment, and uh, I posed the question to you, how much is his official weight going to be when I hear back from his report card, or whatever you want to call it? Well, I am pleased to say that Mr. Coolidge, the president, weighed in at a whopping 31 pounds and the question, which I posed on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash broadcast, was if you can guess Cal's weight via Price is Right rules, and that is the closest to actual weight without going over, then you would win a Bocephus Broadcast bumper sticker. Pleased to announce that our winner hails to us from Colorado. Katie Cashman, a lovely animal queen, was the big winner of that giveaway. She guessed uh, 30 pounds. And like I said, Cal was 31 pounds. So she was closest without going over the actual weight. And she has subsequently won herself a Bocephus Broadcast bumper sticker. So 
We're going to be mobile, baby. We're going to be out in Colorado where lead is Weagle. And I like to think that this is a pretty good show for stoners. Very stoner friendly. So maybe we'll make some market traction out there. Who knows? So congratulations, Katie. And thank you to everybody who uh, participated in this giveaway contest. All right. That being said, we got to take our first break. When we come back, my interview with Emmanuel Vasquez, the high school senior in Belton, Missouri, who recently found himself in the spotlight for organizing and holding a funeral for a coyote that was struck and killed accidentally by a fellow classmate. That interview next on the Bo Cephas Broadcast. The Bo Cephas Broadcast. This was an unusual sight in Belton where students gathered to honor a coyote that was hit and killed by a classmate. On Monday, a student at Belton High accidentally hit and killed a coyote on his way home from school. So another kid decided to give the animal a proper goodbye. And last night, students did that at the football stadium. About 50 of them showed up. They say, yes, it's just one creature, but the life did matter. Some may see it as not important. It was still a member of our community, and we see as an active member in every single aspect of our community. Since it's a small town, we consider everything to be important. Looking for that sacred getaway? Where history and the modern era collide. Visit Quincy, Illinois' northwest side, where classic, beautiful architecture and the foundation of Mississippi River trade meet the violence and Dodge Caravan port swings of the 21st century. On Quincy's northwest side, you'll find all the makings of an unforgettable getaway, intricate homes, historic buildings, domestic disputes, armed robberies. Make this vacation the one that creates a lifetime of lasting memories. For more information, visit the Northwest Quincy Convention and Visitors Bureau, located inside the Chestnut Express Market at 1001 North 5th in Quincy. We now return to the Bo Cephas Broadcast. I have not told a lot of people this, but I once ran over a cat. And the reason why I haven't told people this uh, is because I love cats. Like I absolutely love cats. So the fact that I've run over one before is like traumatizing to me. I was cruising around my college town with three of my guy friends and a cat suddenly ran out in front of my car and I thought, oh my gosh, that was a close one. But then a second cat ran out and I hit it, straight up hit it. Front tires ran over it, back tires ran over it. Just, ugh, I can still remember that. So I pull over, I'm crying. My guy friends are laughing because they think it's hilarious for some reason. And then to try and make me feel better, they said, oh, don't worry, that was like a, a murderous cat. He, he was a rapist cat. He was gonna murder the other cat. So you did the world a favor. That did not make me feel better, of course. And even uh, to this day, I still feel terrible about it. Um, and so a year later after this <laughs> hit happened, I held a burial memorial service for this cat. Like I buried these little mementos that reminded me of the cat because I felt so terrible. My boyfriend buried it in his backyard. So yeah, I I still feel really bad and I'll always remember the day that I hit the animal that I love the most. You're listening to the Bo Cephas Broadcast. Our guest today, Emmanuel Vazquez, he was uh, recently in the news for one of the most poignant stories to come out of the otherwise tumultuous 2017 thus far. He organized and held a funeral for a coyote that was accidentally hit and killed by one of his classmates. And if that's not the type of guest we need on this show, I don't know what is. He joins us today to tell us more about that event. Welcome, Emmanuel. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. Uh, It's an honor to be here. Absolutely. I've got a lot of questions to ask you about all this, but uh, like you said, it's an honor to be here. So I, I have to ask you first and foremost, how does it feel to currently hold the record as the youngest guest on the Bocephus broadcast? Did you ever dream that this day would come? 
I, I didn't even know it was going to come, but I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honored. I'm honored. Oh, we're honored to have you here. So um, I have to say, I'm, I'm glad to have you on because your your story reminds me of something I'd have tried to pull off in high school <laughs> though this is this is far more tame but i have to i have to preface this was was this a big trolling act you can be honest you're in good company here you can shoot me straight it actually wasn't a trolling act i've been asked that question a lot too <laughs> so what's your response to that then it's it's a, it was 100 percent legitimate um it was actual like shock and we were actually mourning to discover the tragedy did in fact happen here we see a lot of coyotes here like it's a big part of belton because they're everywhere here and I like, guess like the first time in a very long time that we've actually hit and struck one. Like here in Belton, it's very rare to have coyotes dead since they're protected by the code here, the town code mm-hmm. we have here. So it's very rare. And we're actually used to seeing them a lot. So that's one of the reasons why we were surprised that one was struck and hit. So it was actually it was actual mourning that the town was going through. It wasn't a practical joke at all. So how old are you? I'm actually 17. You're 17. All right. Yeah. So um, you're uh, you're what, a senior in high school? Yeah, I'm a senior in high school. Okay, so were were you the one that hit the coyote? I don't think you were. It was one no, of your, one of your no, classmates, was, correct? Yeah, it was one of the classmates that hit it. Okay, so walk me through. For those of us that, that, that don't know the whole story, walk us through, um, I guess, the, the events that led up to this and then the events that followed, if you will. Uh, it was January 30th of 2017. Uh, one of our, he was a junior. He goes to the high school. He was driving home late night from one of the basketball games that we had at home. And the coyote just went out in front of his truck and he hit it, and he at first he wasn't sure if it was a dog or if it was a coyote, since they look very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he got out and checked. He like he saw that it was a coyote, so he put on his bed of his truck because he couldn't. He didn't just want to leave it in the middle of the road. And then he texted me, worried because he was afraid he was getting in trouble with the police department or some other group. So he texted me, and I told him we got reported to the police. Uh, they said it was fine. They said that it, it was our it was ours now. Like we can. We can do whatever we wanted to it, and we didn't want to treat it like just some other roadkill. So we decided to hold a funeral for it, and we knew it was going to grab people's attention since it was so far-fetched and never heard of before <laughs> here or really everywhere. So that's what we went with. Uh, the point was that, that it seemed very little of a point in our community and the society we have here in Belton. But rather than the fact that something small like this, it was used in a way to, for us to come together. And it sounds really silly. Uh, I didn't think anyone really even show up when we started to tell people around the school, but it just comes to show that as humans, uh, we have the urge and the chemistry built in us to be a part of something greater than just ourselves and share something amongst each other. It got to the point that there was about 50 to 60 people showed up at the end. So were these mostly classmates or were there, were there members of the community that happened to show up to this thing? About like 20 of them were the classmates. The surrounding school districts came along with some parents and it was actually the chief of police was there as well just to make sure wow. that no one got hurt. Yeah. And there was a, pr- a few teachers came, a few parents came, uh, some teachers from other school districts heard about it as well and came. There was about three or four news stations there as well that I'm not sure how they got the word out, but I guess someone invited them and they came as well. So, I mean, you held the funeral at your at your school, correct? Yeah, it was outside the stadium at our high school. So did you bury the animal on the school grounds? Uh, yeah, we have a cross-country trail behind our school. It's like two and a half acres of just wooded areas that we use for running purposes. And mm-hmm. we asked we asked the permission from the school as well. And they said it was fine as long as it wasn't on the, the actual trail, like it was deeper in the woods. And we went out there, buried it, made sure it was in an area where it wouldn't cause any trouble to the environment or to other people that wanted to use the trail. So do you have like a, a grave marker or like a headstone for this animal? Yeah, we actually did make a hand. St- uh, we have a company here that volunteered to make one for free. And we put a headstone on it. What What's on the headstone? I have to ask. 
Uh, it just says uh, R.I.P. Coyote, and it says we didn't know the birth year, so we just put 2017. <laughs> so is there like a, a feathered etching of the coyote on the the headstone? Yeah, there actually is. There's like a generic coyote. That's the most breathtaking thing I've heard in my entire yeah. life. So was there a eulogy? Did somebody deliver a eulogy? Was it you? It, w- it was me. Um, that was actually one of the main reasons why, like, it got or, like blown or blown out of proportion or made bigger because. Uh, I made it kind of a political statement more than like I was trying to make the community come together and to show that we are one and to show that something so small can be used in a way that no one thought possible that it could be used for communities and towns and adults along with students to come together and to just really unite under one single ideology. So what, what was what was said during the eulogy? Did you have this all written out or was this just like from the heart as it happened? It was, it was, it was from the heart. I don't even I don't remember. It was like... <laughs> It was just from the heart. It was like a two minute or three minute long speech as well. That's more than most. Do you have? Did you? Uh, do you take a speech class? Were you prepared for this in that manner? I actually do take advanced speech class, in, so it was pretty good. And I'm also that's what I'm reaching for when I get older. I want to be a paralegal or a okay. special translator when I grow up. That's what really helped me. Were there any forties that were poured out in this coyote's honor at the funeral? Because you know that's illegal. You're you're under the legal drinking age. Oh there, yeah, there wasn't any. It wasn't really a party at all. There's no like Welch's uh, Welch's sparkling grape juice poured out on the on the ground or anything. No, no, there wasn't any of that. <laughs> so, was there music played? Were there pallbearers? Kind of walk me through the ceremony, if you would. Uh, we had uh, one of our students. His dad's a priest here at the local church, local Catholic church. He came as long as uh, well, and he had his old like uh, priest outfit and everything. And he said the final prayer, and he actually put like the Cody's name inside the prayer. Uh, he's the one that was like in charge of it. He was sharing the story. Like we gave him like the story to say about it, and then he was the one that shared it along with it. Said the beginning prayer, the final prayer, and then once we buried it, he's uh, we were allowed, all allowed to put flowers next to like the casket, or really the box that we put it in. Mm-hmm. Was there was there music during the funeral? Did you play like Celine Dion or Sarah McLachlan <laughs> or any no, any good stuff like that? No music. <laughs> no no Spotify playlist dedicated to the no. memory of the coyote. No, it was kind of late at night. We didn't want to disturb the community. Yeah, but we're talking like Celine Dion, man. You can't disturb yeah, a community yeah, with that good stuff. I know. <laughs> All right. So you mentioned a lot of media outlets were covering the story. You, you don't know how they, they heard about it. Was, I'm assuming it was word of mouth probably, right? Oh, yeah, I'm assuming it was word of mouth or maybe one of the students here that thought it should get publicity called in or emailed them. And then the uh, word just spread and everyone came down. So you kind of became the face of this story. Did that did that kind of yeah. change it? Did your celebrity, did your fame change as you were walking the halls of Belton High School the next week? It actually did. Um I did I did face criticism from some of the teachers. Um I was uh, someone called Peter on us as well and Peter called me and they were saying they were throwing an investigation just to make sure nothing illegal happened or Oh anything. my gosh. It, it got like way out of proportion. Uh, it came to the point where I had to write a open letter to um the Star, it's a newspaper here in Kansas City. I had to write a letter to them stating that we didn't we didn't have anything illegal going on or we didn't poach or kill this animal on purpose and make it just to make a publicity stunt. Uh, so so did that. you ever did you ever think it would get so blown out of proportion? No, I, I did not. I, did, I thought maybe 10, 20 at the most would even show up. But once I saw the, all the media outlets there with all the spotlights and police cars there, I knew like it was going to affect me and grow out of proportion. So how did you handle how did you handle the stress of all that? Well, right now it kind of it's kind of back down to normal. But like the first week or two, I used to get stopped in the hallway by like teachers or students, 
and they're just, like everyone called me Coyote for a few, few for a few days. I was like, that was like my nickname now. And uh, <laughs> I handled it by just like I was just open about it, like negative or like positive comments. I was like, yeah, I owned up to it. I owned, like I told them I did nothing wrong, so I owned up to every single thing. So and then people wanted pictures as well. They were just like, okay, I took the, I took it well. So did your uh, did your newfound fame help you get a prom date? Have you gotten a prom date yet? Oh, uh, not yet, not yet. <laughs> Do you want us to help you get you a prom date? I mentioned this in a previous episode. One of my goals is to help somebody with a prom proposal. Do you need help with that? I'm offering my services to you. Well, of course, I'll take that. Okay, you want me to like hop a hop a uh, like a direct line to uh, Belton and help you help you get your prom proposal out there? Oh, uh, oh yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna plan this road trip then. Okay. okay. <laughs> so you are a senior in high school. You mentioned kind of your plans. What are your plans after graduation? What are you hoping to do for a career? I know you kind of mentioned that, but uh, walk me through that as well. Um, I'm gonna be attending Northwest Missouri State University on a cheerleading uh, scholarship. Good call. Good call. <laughs> and, uh, You're gonna be a Bearcat then. Yeah, Bearcat. Fantastic. Um, I'm gonna go and call and study to become a paralegal and a judicial translator, like I said. I've always wanted to make a difference in the world. I wanted to fight for peace, unity, and prosperity as a race, as, as like a human race. I want to see the world unite and work as one, uh, not for a selfish reason, but to ensure that our kids and our kids' kids in the millions of generations onward can enjoy and live the peaceful life that they deserve. Uh, I actually started my organization as a 16-year-old. Uh, it's called Encouraging Ethnic Equality. Uh, I started it to like basically a fundraiser. Uh, in a nonprofit organization that I created to strive to implement programs that are restricted to bring Latinos along with other immigrants and ethnicities into the mainstream of American political and socioeconomic life. And I started that just because my parents are immigrants and I'm an immigrant myself. And I want to make sure everyone in this nation has the same opportunities that I have gone along with my peers and friends. This whole coyote thing actually helped me bring this idea to light because uh, I actually talked about it with media outlets and it's got more out there. So this whole coyote thing came back to me in a positive way because it's helping me help more people now. Like it's making my name get out there. But now I'm actually making a difference in the world. So did you ever think that a, a dead coyote and holding a funeral for a dead coyote would, would help you kind of launch yourself into your future career? I did not. Like in the beginning, I had, it had no correlation. This was just meant to be a one time, <laughs> just one time, 15 minutes of shame at the most. And then just, <laughs> so and it's kind of come full circle then. Yeah, it's come full circle. Okay, so I know I know you want to be a paralegal, but I did the did the coyote funeral inspire you to look at other careers in like a similar field? It it did. Um, for uh, my teachers encouraged me to become like a rights activist for animals after this, since, since they saw how much I love animals and nature mm-hmm. and how how I want to respect it. And I before this, I did want to become um, become like a biologist, study animals, and I, I I love animals, but I don't think that's the right path for me. I think I'd rather stay with the human side of things and leave the nature be nature. I'm going to give you a list of jobs that are related to death. And I, I know you're not going to follow this career path, but I want you to rank these jobs on a scale of interest from one to 10, one being least interested, 10 being very interested. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. A mortician, also known as a funeral director or undertaker, not the wrestler. One to 10, rate it. <laughs> one. One? Not interested yeah. in that. No, not interested. Thanatology, which is the scientific study of death. That's actually a, like a five, right in the middle. Okay, all right. Crime scene cleanup. Pretty self-explanatory on that one. A one. You don't want to deal with all the... Uh, uh, no, I don't want the, dead bodies. Gross stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, an embalmer, which is where you preserve the body with chemicals. Zero. That's Zero. Yeah, Not zero. even on the chart. Not even on the chart. 
Astounding. All right. Uh, obituary writer. You you write the story of those lost. That's a nine. A nine? You'd actually want to do that one? I would actually want to do that. Do you enjoy writing? I enjoy. I love writing. You wrote for the star. Maybe you could get uh, the obituary writing job for the star, right? Yeah. yeah. Something to look into. Yeah. Urn manufacturer. Two. Two? All right. Yeah. You take a lot. You take art classes. You ever dealt with uh, clay? Yeah, I dealt with clay. So you think you could you could possibly see yourself going down that path? Maybe. I'm not that artistic, but. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, wedding or event planner. This is crucial here. That can be a ten. That can be a 10. You'd be comfortable doing that. Yeah, I love organizing events, big or small. I love organizing stuff. In the community here, I've organized a few events. Besides the Coyote thing, I've organized a few before that. Are you? Uh, do you have your hands involved at all with organizing prom or graduation this year? Uh, I was involved with homecoming this year. And then during prom, I was one... I was one of the suggests we'll have the prom at the Arrowhead Stadium. That's the stadium where the Chiefs play. And, right. we, got the bid, and we got the bid, and we're actually going to hold prom there this year. Really? So where do you hold it? Do you hold it on the field, or is there... Do yeah, you have it's like going to be a, in the field. That's going uh, to be crazy. That's going to be so, a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, what do you do in the case of uh, like inclement weather there? Um, I, that's something we haven't even thought of before. <laughs> You've got no contingency <laughs> plan. You're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're just bound and determined to hold your prom at Arrowhead Stadium, yeah, no matter what. Yeah. Prom in the rain at Arrowhead sounds like a pretty good deal to me. All right. Uh, graduation, like I said, coming up. Is there going to be a special in memoriam tribute for the Coyote played during the ceremony, you think? We've actually been uh, talking about that with administration and um, our principal. Do you think uh, you think that'll go through or not? I think it probably will, because since most of our administrators are really chill and really open-minded, uh, they love being involved with the youth and being up to mainstream. And I think at the end, they will probably put a picture in there w- along with others of us. What about a prom? You've got you've got the video board at Arrowhead. Do you think you could get a special tribute for the coyote during uh, during the prom at Arrowhead? I'll look into that. I'll see expense, how expensive that is. <laughs> you got the bid, man. The rest is yeah, in your yeah. hands. You just gotta yeah. you gotta take advantage of what's there for you. Yep. <laughs> Grab life by the horns. All right, uh, Emmanuel. I want to wish you the the best of luck in the future. It sounds like you got a really good head on your shoulders, and uh, I think you're gonna go on to do big things. So uh, keep us posted on the prom date. And uh, if you have pictures, if you have pictures of your, do you have an elaborate prom proposal that you're going to try to pull off? Or do you have somebody in mind that you want to take? I have someone in mind. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you dating this person? I am not yet. yet okay. Yeah. So do you have, do you have the, um, are you going to do one of those above and beyond prom proposals? I was thinking of doing that. I might need your help though. Can you, can you tell us what you have in mind currently? Or is that, is that too much of a spoiler? That's too much of a spoiler. Too much of a spoiler. All right. Yeah. Well, keep us posted. Let us know how the uh, the prom proposal goes. Send us some pictures. We'll put them on our Facebook yeah. page and right. distribute them to the world and make you more of a celebrity, of course. All right. <laughs> uh, but no, I, uh, best of luck with everything in the future. You sound like a great kid, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what you do. And uh, I want to thank you for telling me more about this story, and I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to speak to me about it. Thank you for having me on today. It was an honor. You bet you. Emmanuel Vasquez, everybody. We'll uh, hopefully catch up with you soon, man. Thank you. The Bo Cephas Broadcast. Just in time for grilling season. It's 16-inch stainless steel, joint lock, wide scallop gripping edge, barbecue grilling dogs. 
Get these some bucks on the Amazon.com for the super damn low price of $5.50. Plus free shipping. Jenna writes, my husband needed longer tongs for grilling as his 11-inch tongs were making his hands burn. Well, Jenna, your husband's probably just a big pussy. But like they say, bigger is better so get these 16 inch and some bitches for your grilling escapades today 16 inch stainless steel joint lock wide scallop gripping edge barbecue grilling dogs we now return to the bocephus broadcast One night I was driving back to college from visiting home over the weekend and I came around a curve and a small animal darted out in front of me. So I immediately stopped and uh, I backed up along the side of the road and looked at it to see if it was suffering. And I'm bawling at this point and I call my mom and I tell her what happened and she's trying to console me because I'm a bit hysterical because I realized it was a baby bobcat. So not only did I hit an animal, I hit a baby animal, so I was absolutely hysterical. And uh, she finally gets me calmed down, and I hear my stepdad in the background saying, "Uh, don't get out of the car, you don't know that it's dead, because they know how much I love animals. And so I was like, okay, I won't get out of the car. So I finally calm down, and I'm still on the phone, and I decide to keep driving. So I pull back out, and I run over the thing again, twice. I hit this baby bobcat, and it's been one of the worst stories in my life. So my mom at this point is laughing hysterically once she realizes why I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. Oh my God, I'm the worst person on the planet because I hit a baby animal twice. Not once, but twice. And it's been one of the worst things ever. And uh, leave it to me to do that. The Mosefist Broadcast. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode seven. Thank you again for helping me break 1,000 downloads. Hopefully by the time this wraps up, we'll be well on our way to, uh, let's say, 1,500. Let's set a lofty goal for ourselves. We'll see what happens. Hey, if you happen to be listening on iTunes, be sure to leave a review. Those help immensely, and it's uh, great to hear feedback from you all about the show. So don't forget to take a couple of minutes. Leave a review on iTunes if you're listening on there. Don't forget, you can continue to support the show. Bumper stickers still available, $10 each. These can be shipped throughout the United States, and there are multiple ways for you to pay, convenient ways to pay as well. So if you'd like one, get in touch with me at facebook.com slash Broadcast. If you'd like to advertise on the show, also a possibility, with multiple easy and affordable options starting as low as $10. Donations. They's always good, too. So if you feel like being charitable donating to the cause you can do that as well don't forget you can follow me on twitter at bobecraft as well my thanks to emmanuel vasquez for chatting with me this week you can find the uh, charity that emmanuel spoke about on the facebook page as well it's called encouraging ethnic equality take a look at it pretty impressive that a high school senior has already started an uh, organization like that because when i was a high school senior i wore aviator sunglasses every day and no one said a damn thing about it And when I say war aviator sunglasses, I mean indoors. I mean, like most of the time during school, nobody said a thing. But like I said, very impressive that a high school seniors is already on that kind of track. Like I've been telling a lot of people, I think Emmanuel is on the track to do a lot of big things in his future. And I look forward to seeing that unfold. That is once prom is out of the way. And and Emmanuel, if you're listening, it would still be my privilege and honor to help you with your promposal. So keep us posted on your prom date shenanigans. All right, Emmanuel. 
Not all of them. You can keep some of them under wraps. And I hope you will. Wink. On a more somber note, dedicate the show this week to Bill Paxton. I learned during the recording of this episode that uh, Mr. Paxton passed away at the age of 61 due to complications from surgery. It's a huge bummer, man. Bill Paxton is uh, kind of a common thread for a lot of my friendships. I know that sounds weird, but it, but uh, he really is. So another devastating loss uh, to the uh, Hollywood elite. Bill Paxton passing away at age of 61. This show is for you, Bill. Jonas, son of a bitch. That's it, people. Join me right back here next Monday for another week of shenanigans across the World Wide Web on the Bo Cephas Broadcast. You've been listening to the Bo Cephas Broadcast. Get the latest episodes and more on demand at bocephasbroadcast.podbeat.com. Thank you.